and the doctor called me. I'm like, well, I know it's not cancer or anything. <laughs> I'm so healthy and I feel I was working day and night and had all the energy. So it's really important if anything else, you know, business is important. I love sharing how I've been able to navigate this, but more importantly is your health and, and getting those checkups. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Buchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow-up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow-up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Brivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown, like Real Geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown, I've used LineDesk, I've used Conversion, and I think follow-up boss gives you the most integrations Mm -hmm. that are simple and it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform yet at the same time it's still affordable i do like follow-up boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that it's just a little more convenient for me um it tracks everything that i need i can customize it if i want if i want to go smart list based that's fine if i want to go task based it's fine i think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly it just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user-friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow-Up Boss. Purely objective, Follow-Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now, I've used Follow-Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. Hey, real estate rock stars. It is Stephanie Heiser. I'm your guest host today. And today's episode is going to be a little different speed than usual. So if you're not in the mood for some deep, real talk, then you might want to listen to this one later. But I have the one and only Rachel Snodgrass out of Three Rivers, California. I have been begging her to apply to be on 
the show and she didn't do it like many of us, <laughs> like me. Um, but now I got her here because she has a really, really important message. And what we want to talk about today is how to manage your business when life throws you curveballs. So like many of you know, Erin has been um, stepping away from the podcast for most of this year and doing his dad stuff and family stuff. And, you know, we all have to pivot sometimes. And Rachel is going through some shit that we all hope we never have to deal with. But sometimes you just may have to deal with it. And we're going to give you tips on how to be more prepared and more stable to keep your business afloat when life sucks. So thank you for having me, Stephanie. (laughs) That's um, a long intro, but so tell me what, what are we talking about today? What is our message? So before we begin, I really want to uh, do a shout out to everyone that has put off having a mammogram. (laughs) I used to roll my eyes when people would say that I faithfully got one every year, but I'd be like, well, this doesn't apply to me because I am not a candidate for breast cancer. I don't live that lifestyle. I don't smoke. I've done all the things you're not supposed to do. Um, it doesn't run in my family either. So I was really shocked a few months ago when I got the diagnosis of having a very fast growing tumor and into my lymph nodes. So after the shock wore off, I thought, you know, I have this real estate business that I've worked very hard at growing. I'm very hands-on in my community. I like to be seen. And I've sort of been basically uh, solitude a lot now, but my business has not suffered. And I sort of like to share, you know, how I made that happen. I think it's really important as realtors, we work really hard at building these businesses. And when something like this comes along, it doesn't have to be cancer. It can be, you know, a number of things, maybe a sick child like Aaron or, you know, taking, having to take care of a parent or something like, how can we keep, keep our, keep the momentum of our business going and still navigate for me, it's an ill, you know, an illness and all of it, I believe begins in the, in your, with your mindset, everything begins in the mind. So I, um, one of the things I did with my very first uh, treatment, chemo treatment, and I don't call it chemo. I don't like that word. <laughs> it's a bad word. It's a bad word. It just sounds, you know, uh, it just sounds negative. So I embraced my Native American roots, and I call it wild fox medicine. So on my first wild fox medicine treatment, I made sure that that day I was closing an escrow and opening an escrow as I was having my treatment just to keep my mind off things and to show my customers I'm still around. It's not the most important thing. Taking care of yourself and resting is the number one way before business or anything else. So, um, but that was important to me to show, Hey, I'm still here and I'm working through this for my clients and my customers to become friends. Yeah, I bet that was tough to navigate. Like, how do I like be honest and transparent with people and set healthy boundaries for yourself? But also, you don't want people to think, oh, I can't call Rachel and like, oh, I can't open an escrow with her right now because I want to 
like let her heal. But also at the same time, you still have bills and a future and mm-hmm. retirement and things to plan for. So how did you decide what to do? Well, I decided to make a statement on social media, which I usually don't do a lot of personal things, but I know so many people. And when they saw me without my black hair, (laughs) I knew they'd think the worst. So I just, I view my, um, I view this as a visitor who's coming to, who's come to visit me. I'm, they're going to be gone soon. I'm just learning some lessons and, um, definitely lessons to be learned during this whole, um, journey, side journey that I took. And so I just let them know it's a visitor that's come to visit. They'll be gone. It'll be gone soon. And I am still, I'm still here for you. And, and, you know, I just let people know that this isn't, it's very serious, but I'm still active and, and happy. And there will be a few days out of the month that I'm not at my best, but usually people have a few days a month that aren't their best anyway. So. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And I am like the biggest hypocrite to say this, but it's so important to have healthy boundaries even when you are healthy. Mm-hmm. Like we work so early until so late and want to be there for our clients all the time. But there's really like 99% of the time, all of our phone calls and emails can be handled the next day. Yes. Like nothing is that critical. Like we are not that important that the world will fall apart if you return a phone call in 24 or 48 hours. That's true. Yeah. And I have, and also another thing is I set it, I set some time aside about how am I going to navigate this when I can't be out in public. And an important thing to do is get, figure out who the people, the realtors that you can trust that will help you open doors um, I have a great assistant. And so just really rely on people that when they at, say, I want to help you, take them up on it. They really want to help you. Yeah, that's really so. hard to accept help. And I'm sure you had to do a lot of mental gymnastics to just accept the fact that some days you're just going to have to take help. Yes. Yeah. Ex- accept it. Yeah. Accept the help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's really important. And I think I wish I had done this is something I've learned that I will always have in the back of my mind what's plan B, what's plan C. And a lot of that is accepting help and asking people to, can you open a door for me today? I, I'm not feeling my best. So, And a good thing about real estate, and especially since 2020 when the world shut down, we've like become accustomed to doing so many things virtually and like setting up showings is easy to do with a showing agent and you can do so many things from your bed. Like I always joke that I will start working. Like as soon as I wake up, I grab my phone, check my email, which is a horrible, awful habit that I have to break. (laughs) And like, it can be 3 PM before I even get ready for the day. Like I'm just at home working in my pajamas and my neighbor's kids, um, a few weeks ago, they asked me if I work. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I probably work harder and more than anyone you know, but they think I don't work because I can, like, help their mom pick them up from school or, like, they see me in my lounge clothes when I go over and have dinner with them 
or you know whatever we do together it just looks like I'm not working so it's probably good that you can do so much from oh, your yeah. home yeah 95% of it is done from home so it actually gives you for me it's giving me more time to do some of the research I wanted to do and you know run comps from the real estate's changed a lot in the last six months so you know the Take the time to heal yourself and, you know, meditation and yoga and all the things that you feel like doing when you're sick on um, the days you feel like doing, do that. But it's also given me a lot of time to research the market and um, really promote the listings that I have. And I've actually gotten a little bit more done. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not saying I would want it that way. But, yeah. <laughs> So in, in Three Rivers, you're right at the entrance of Sequoia National Park. It's a really amazing market for short-term rentals. Yeah. The return on investment is really high there. Mm -hmm. I feel like you have really good property management and cleaning crews, things that like we struggle with in the Joshua Tree short-term market. Mm -hmm. So how has things changed? I know like your days on market is growing Mm -hmm. But you guys are still at a really high price point per square foot compared to two years ago. But things are still moving, or how is your market changing? It's slowed a little bit since you know the interest rates went up. Um, values are holding. Uh, we don't have a. I have not experienced a shortage shortage of guests coming for, to my Airbnb. Um, there's people still that love the Sequoia National Park. They want to see the big trees. A lot of more people in California than international, which we've had a lot of international in the, in the past years before the pandemic. So yeah, the market is still moving up there a little, you know, a little bit of slowing down, but um, it's, it's still alive and well. And one thing that is really good, I think, that keeps the short-term rental market alive in Three Rivers and Visalia and Exeter, all the areas surrounding Sequoia National Park, is that the county is really great about not over-regulating and letting the market control like what works and what doesn't. And you just pay your um, annual business license, pay your TOT tax, and you're basically left alone to mm -hmm. like sink or swim as a short-term rental owner. Yeah, so. is this the TOT tax? And they don't have a um, uh, what is it called when they a permit? Yeah, no permit. They don't regulate um, in a huge way. I mean, there's some things we're on the Kuwia uh, River, and there's some things you can't have, like um, camping trailers down on the river, and you know. You have septic issues, but they, but other than that, it's very easy. Yeah. Tulare County easy. is very business friendly, which mm -hmm. I love yeah. about it. And, um, so you're already educated about your market. You already like, you know, so much, your business has done really well and you started in real estate even before you got your license. Yes. I've been interested in real estate since my Late twenties, I've been. I we flipped houses before it was a thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> I so missed trendy. that. I should have marketed that. <laughs> but um, and then I had another. My career was in sales and marketing, um, big companies with their, 
you know, they're promoting bigger companies. And then I always did the real estate and loved it. Everyone says, oh, I love to show houses, but um, I just love the architect of so many different, you know, seeing so many houses. I also love to see what makes a house special when you walk in. You know, sometimes you walk into a house and it's just a garden gate can change a whole yes. feeling of a house. Yes. So I just love that. And about five years ago, I went ahead and got my license and started full time. I was in a job I loved, but the talk, the work environment was really toxic. And so I love being my own boss. Yeah. Being yeah. an entrepreneur, you can't really help but being your own boss because it's hard to fit in a box or fit in other places. And in my experience, it just was like, well, what's wrong with me that I can't fit in here? But then being my own boss, you can be in your pajamas and tell <laughs> Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's really fun to be able to make your own rules, and there's lots and lots of um, negative aspects of that that you have to navigate, like when you're told that you have to do chemo. So you have a pretty intense treatment schedule, and then you're still going to have to do radiation. So mm -hmm. you have a few more months to navigate all of this, and what... What did you have in place to help you, like, get through the initial bumpiness and shock of your life changing a little bit? Well, I I was pretty organized and, and knew where everything was. It would be hard to go into this not having your finger, you know, on the pulse of your business. So I was fairly organized, and I got organized, more organized really quickly, and then um, just having friends, even like you, Stephanie, have helped me so much. In, um, and I say really have those friendships and relationships in place. And, and then I did accept, someone told me, my doctor said, accept help. So, and, and then I also had full, I have full confidence in my doctors and surgeons and um, oncologists at, there at, at Samson Clinic in, in California. Um, if you're in California and you, you, this happens to you, the Wrigley Tree Cancer Center is, to me, the best. I mean, they saved my life, literally. And so just having the confidence that you don't have to, I don't, I have no fear. I don't worry about my health at all. And I know that sounds crazy because <laughs> it was a pretty aggressive type of cancer. So, but those things that, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, that having those things in place really. Yeah, don't having have to worry about like organization and structure is so important. And with all the awful things that have been in my face, even this year, but throughout my life, I still don't listen. And I like <laughs> if if I got incapacitated today, like <laughs> there's no way anyone could pick up my transaction coordinator Katie is amazing and she could like help get someone to pick up where I left off but of course we all you know don't ever expect anything to happen to us but um like earlier this year my mom had breast cancer too and she had surgery and it was like two days after that when I flew to Austin to pick the venue for our mastermind so, um, 
that, and she was fortunate, I guess, if you could be fortunate having breast cancer, she had a much less aggressive type and did 30 days of radiation. So I was really glad that I was able to like work and be with my mom because my mom would have been my number one priority for sure. But now that the market is slowing down a little bit, I'm really grateful that I was able to maintain my business and my momentum. And then a few months after that, then my very good friends, you know, like listeners, me and Rachel are good friends. And if you can't see us, if you're just listening and not watching on YouTube or seeing our video, we're together because she lives in the most gorgeous home right on the river in Three Rivers. And we weren't positive that her Wi-Fi would hold up through our system. And we thought this would be such an important message for people to just kind of hear the other side of being self-employed. And this is my this is my first day getting to see Rachel since she got <laughs> diagnosed. And she's one of my favorite, favorite people in the whole world. And then seeing her reminds me of when my mom had Hodgkin's lymphoma like 20 years ago. But my mom's um, treatment was way more intense. So at least treatments have come a really, really long way. Yeah. And I feel like there's been a lot of progress in the medical field. So it's like really great to see you out and about. And I know that's not how you feel every day, but you're halfway through treatment and you can function. Yes. And that is a big change from my experience with chemotherapy and my mom so long ago. So at 20 years, it, it's a good time to be living if you are diagnosed with you know, breast for me for breast cancer. It's just the, the strides they've made in the last 20 years. They told me 20 years ago, this would have not been a good outcome, but we're really lucky to be alive in this day and age. So yeah, it's come a long way. So I think mindset is everything. And you know, I'm not one to be all froofy and like fake positive and it, but it really mindset truly is a lot of it all starts there doing great. Yeah, it all starts there. But it's okay to cry some days and to be yeah. pissed off and be like, why me? Like, why does this happen? And that was my first thought. It was like, okay, first of all, I already had someone else super close to me deal with this this year. Like, what the hell? And like you eat organic and you eat super healthy. Like you are the opposite of me yeah. when it comes to being wow. healthy and calm and mindful and doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. So it really pissed me off and it was really, really, really hard for me to accept, but I feel very selfish saying that because <laughs> I'm not the one who has to live through it. But well, again, just circle around back to please get a mammogram if you haven't had one this year. Mine was not detectable other than the mammogram. And, and I knew, I mean, when they called me to come, the doctor called me, I'm like, well, I know it's not cancer or anything. <laughs> I'm so healthy and I feel I was working day and night and had all the energy. So it's really important if, if anything else, you know, business is important. 
I love sharing how I've been able to navigate this, but more importantly is your health and, and getting those checkups. Yeah. And my mom's doctor actually didn't even want to test hers because her lump was like just below her boob. And that was, um, just something they've never seen. They're like, Oh, it's just, you know, like a little fatty thing or no big deal. But my mom, you know, having had a stem cell transplant after she went through chemo and her Hodgkin's lymphoma came back, she had a stem cell transplant, which um, now that we learn, you know, 20 years later, makes you more susceptible to other types of cancers. So my mom insisted that she got, um, it was actually an ultrasound that detected hers. Like her mammogram was fine, but the ultrasound is what um, alerted them that it was an active tumor. So it's just so crazy how sometimes you have to be your biggest advocate mm -hmm. and navigate. And the treatment center you're using now was like your choice, right? Like mm -hmm. you got your test here in town and then like you knew where you wanted to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter-in-law insisted. I was sort of in shock. Yeah. So, but it's, it is the best for me. It's been the best place. They're, they're cutting edge. They, you know, they care. It's like sort of a country club. You go and get a warm blanket and everyone's super <laughs> nice. You know? So it's, it's, um, I highly recommend that. Yeah. Having good treatment and being an advocate for yourself is really important too. So aside from, life's curved balls and having, um, I don't know, a health bump in the road. What other tips or tricks have helped you be so successful in your real estate career? I think, um, just being very knowledgeable, especially I have a niche market, although I do work in other places just to really know your market for us. It's all about water. Um, there's water rights. There's, you know, all types of, um, flood zones and just knowing the area that's really important. But I think what supersedes that is caring about your clients and, and, um, being there, for, you know, the customer service is about being transparent and being able to answer questions. If you don't know the question, find it. So to me, it's really about the people. It's a very scary, um, time for a lot of people. We do it every day and they do it once every eight years or 30 <laughs> yeah. years or something. So to be really hands-on and care about your clients, you know, that, that is what has helped me, I think the most, because I truly passionately care about them. Yeah. I think that, um, when I was interviewing, um, Jonathan a few days ago, we were saying that like the best thing is to know your shit and be a good person. Like, yeah. It's not that hard. Like if you do that, then you can choose like, do you like door knocking? Do you like cold calling? Do you like sending mailers? Do you like just working with your sphere of influence? But like knowing your shit is so, so, so important. And so Rachel and I became friends because we're both active agents in our markets. And I had buyers for one of her listings 
And she was just so nice and helpful and knew everything. And then I just loved talking to her and we laugh a lot. Like your <laughs> sense of humor is my favorite thing. And um, I learned so much about that market just from that one transaction. And you could have been a jerk and made me figure it all out myself. <laughs> then my clients would have had like a disservice because they wouldn't have been nearly as knowledgeable and then from there, like those clients are ready to buy another short-term rental in Three Rivers. So hopefully it still benefits you too. I know you weren't nice to benefit yourself, no. but you yeah. can't help it. Like when you're nice, like people are still going to be jerks. People will still take advantage of you. But I really believe you reap what you sow and that it all comes back. Mm -hmm. And one final thing I want to say too is when you are, um, when you when you get have a bump in the road, or uh, for me it was a wake up call, a life wake up call, definitely to have this happen about um, just finding new things out and figuring things out about life. One of the serious questions I ask myself is, is this what you really want to be doing with your life and your time? It's a lot of time. It's a lot of um, you know helping people, a lot of hand-holding. Is this what you really want to do? And I did find out that having that serious conversation with myself is I really do enjoy it, even with all the, you know, stuff that comes with it. <laughs> I really, all the headaches and all the jerks all the headaches, on the other end yeah, of the deal and I still, some shitty you know, clients. Yeah, I still <laughs> like it. I still love it. So that has also been eye-opening for me, too. Like, oh, yeah, you are doing what you really want to do. So that's really good. And it sucks when life throws us these awful curveballs and half, you know, that has to be what reminds us. Like, we should know these things every day, but we get so busy yeah. and so wrapped up in life. So I just think that living the life you really want to live is extremely important. So don't wait until you're diagnosed right. with cancer. <laughs> don't wait until something awful happens to regret how you lived your life. So if you get nothing from our short special episode of Real Estate Rockstars, please get a mammogram. Tell your moms and your grandmas and your wives and your cousins and everyone to make sure they stay on top of their mammograms and also make sure your business is organized and structured. So that way, if you're fortunate enough, like Rachel, I mean, I hate to say you were lucky in any sense oh, of the word, yeah. but you were lucky that you had a warning. Like you weren't sick, you felt fine. And so you had to go into battle like what the hell I feel fine I'm going to go make myself sick mm -hmm. this makes no sense at all but you had time to get extra prepared and mm -hmm. to get your team in place and to structure your business so all of us may not be so lucky to have the warning that you're about to feel like shit or you're about to have your life change so being structured and organized, I think just also helps your mental health, even if nothing bad happens to you ever, which was our hope for everyone always, um, being organized and taking care of yourself and your mental and physical well-being is just always the answer. Do you? Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> so is there, where can people find you? I know we don't want everyone reaching out to just tell you their sob stories by any means. Please don't do that. That's my PSA. Yes, please don't. <laughs> I only need your positive. Yes, only your positive, happy vibes only. But if you have clients looking for a short-term rental and if you think, you know, the numbers aren't working for them in your market, in Three Rivers, you can get, right now there's a few like super cute houses on the market under 500000 that would have a great ROI. Mm-hmm. And then um, especially if you are up in the six and seven and $800,000 range, you could have like the most gorgeous house you could dream of and rent it out and, you know, live there part time. So Hit up Rachel if you have clients looking for short-term rentals, especially near national parks is a really great niche market. And how do you want them to contact you? Um, Email is probably the easiest. And that's Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, dot riverhaven at gmail.com. All right, Rachel. Thank you so much for being so brave and (laughs) being on camera in a vulnerable position. But you look sexy Uh, as hell. mm -hmm. You're rocking it. (laughs) And thank you so much for being transparent and helping, you know, you could be saving a life today. Good. That's all worth it if I do. Well, thanks, thanks, ma'am. Thanks, real estate rock stars. Have a great day. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you like, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, We've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff rebusuniversity.com and if you want to chat with me go find me on Instagram if you come find me on Instagram you can send me messages tell me what you want to hear tell me what you liked what you didn't like we try to put a bunch of content out there too you can find me in two different places it's at rerockstars.com for our real estate rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things thanks for listening we'll see you again soon This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.